welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. It is the 5th of November, 2015. You're listening to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm, and we have a hell of a show for you today. We got guests. <laughs> Dave Davies went and contacted folks and said, hey, you want to come on our show? And they said, sure, Dave, why not? We got guests. <laughs> We have. And, um, this is a Dave, actually, Dave. You got them. You introduce them because these guys are exciting. It, it is. It's. Uh, it's going to be. Well, as, uh, as you know, Jim, it's. It's going to be a wonderful show. Um, I had uh, been hearing from David Brown, who was uh, writing a, a great, great piece on social media. Um, so, of course, uh, you know, he's asking for a bunch of quotes. Um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll get into the names of uh, of who some of the people that uh, that were quoted on. Uh, Quoted by them are uh, a couple of them are guests today. Um, we've got uh, David Brown, of course, author of the article to chat social media. Um, we've got uh, perhaps he was called in or, or pulled into a phone call, but hopefully he will be off in time for uh, to be a guest on our show. Uh, David McInnes, your friend of mine, Brent Satoris, um, coming on the show to chat social media. What great sources um, of uh, of the, this exact subject and an important subject it is. So really, really looking forward to this. And on top of that, we had some uh, some interesting, uh, you know, news flying around the web, interstitials and, and emails being scanned. And uh, so we got a great show lined up, and uh, hopefully our listeners will agree. Well, I, you know, I've been thinking a lot about robots lately and the, uh, you know, ro- robotification of work and labor and... Uh, you know the, the 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 use of big data and big mapping to uh, really just transform our work world. And you got a you put a story in our in our uh, internal news feed here earlier, uh, Dave. Um, this one this one really kind of weirded me out. Google Gmail answering your emails for you. Yes. Um, well, I mean, first off, I've never really trusted the guy, the folks at Google to tell the truth to me. So why should I tell them, trust them to tell the truth <laughs> to people I correspond with? But what's Google doing answering my emails for me? What's this all about? Gotcha. Um, folks with, uh, you know what, I funny. I use an Android, so I know it's with Android, probably on, uh, on other devices as well, uh, will be kind of familiar with what they're attempting to do here, but it, it goes well beyond what we think it does. Um, what, uh, what at its core is, is very similar to um, Android users, probably others will know, when you receive a call coming in, you'll have this option to just give some quick responses. Right. So, you know, like I'm busy, call later, these sort of things where you can just do a quick swipe up, tap a button and it'll send this message automatically back, letting people know whatever. I'm in a movie theater. Um, What Google's going to be doing here is providing the same sort of function for email. So when you receive an email, it'll provide these three options that it believe works based on the contents of your email, allowing you to select from these three if you just want to do a very, very quick response back to your email. Now, that sounds convenient, mm-hmm. <laughs> but what's really, really interesting 
and frightening here. Um, we've heard in the past um, Google saying, you know, let's let's touch on the frightening part first here, and I'm sure the EU uh, is going to have a lot to say on this one, is we've heard in the past, we don't actually read your emails, we just kind of scan them to put ads in them, right? Like, that's that's the core of what they're saying. Well, now they have to understand the content of your email. So let's make no mistake, they can't decide responses without understanding the contents. So we've got, we've got that privacy concern at, at play here. But now, taking that into the but it's still cool function of things. So take, getting a, away from the privacy, what I find really, really interesting, especially that it's launching so closely after Rank Brain was announced, uh, is to me what this really is is a push forward or, or their attempt to push forward in AI. What they're getting an opportunity to do with this is they're reading your message. They're determining what their bots can kind of figure out this thing means. They're providing you three options they think works. And then you're selecting one of these three options or none. So basically, they're they're setting themselves up to have millions upon millions of human testers programming their AI for them to go, hey, here's the type of messages that require long responses. Here's where we're right on things. Here's the responses that are chosen when we when we give a user three different options. Here's where they choose none. Um, you know, and then also if they choose none, what do they respond? Right. And if it's a short answer, they'll know that, hey, we were just wrong. If it's a long answer, they'll be able to extrapolate from that that this kind of question requires a or this kind of email requires a long answer. So I think what's really, really neat to me is the push forward in AI this is going to produce for them, if I'm right, which I, I'm pretty sure I am on this one. You know, not always when I'm guessing about Google stuff, but this <laughs> one seems pretty clear. Um, but, you know, there, there are definitely some very significant privacy concerns at play here. Well, you know, most every seo that i know is like deeply involved in the uh in the google universe like i, I imagine it won't be long if, if if google is really learning from uh you know if you click other than type in a quick message it won't be long before one of my options is bugger off spammer <laughs> or you know like or no no business for you <laughs> well and as uh, as a friend of mine pointed out or, or uh, noted on uh, my Facebook post about it, you'd love to see Gordon Ramsay's. <laughs> so, no doubt. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's, as far as I'm concerned, probably one of the biggest things. Um, not because, hey, it's letting us, you know, now just be a little quicker, um, you know, in, in our tasks, but actually what it means. So one of the things that we have to consider, however, is uh, really – if I'm right in, in they're using this to extrapolate and, and, and sort of perfect um, and improve upon their AI, really um, the future of our search and, and the future of AI as it pertains to search um, is going to be dictated by the lazy. <laughs> so people who don't want to actually type an actual email, um, those are the people who are going to be working to program um, and, and train the AI that Google's using. But uh, you know, Sadly, ain't that always the way in tech? That, huh? that, it is, and you know what's funny is, is eventually we'll all be trained to do it, and it'll just seem natural that we would accept these privacy breaches. Um, no, come on, you think so? <laughs> I, I, I think people are smarter than that, Dave. I don't know, man. So, other news. Um, I guess where should we uh, where should we go from there? We got to keep it pretty tight here because uh, you know what, well, we've got some great guests coming up. Okay, well, here's an, an interesting thing and something that, that SEO's got to be thinking about. Um, we're, we're, this is the mobile verse. 
Mm-hmm. We live in we live inside the world of mobility. And uh, yesterday, I'm sorry, not yesterday. Uh, on Monday, on the, uh, the 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 second, Google released a uh, mobile algorithm, a mobile specific uh, ranking formula. And one of the things out that came out of that formula is, well, I guess it's a, a signal. If you have a interstitial, you know, one of those one of those ads that sort of pop up in front of the entire page with the impossible to click X button in the top right corner. Yep. Well, you ain't get you are not getting a mobile friendly ranking boost. Uh, in fact, Google is well, Google's not necessarily going to slap you. But Google's not going to push you upwards either. <laughs> you know what? You you sounded right there just like Matt Kites. It's not a penalty. It just might look like one. <laughs> like they're not going to slap you. They're just not going to reward you. Well, if they're rewarding others and not slapping you, you've been penalized. Anyway. You know, it, you know the alternative definition of the uh, acronym SERP, right? What's that, Jim? Um, oh, Wow. I just lost it too. I just had it in my head and I lost it. Something about sites ranking higher than mine, but that doesn't serve <laughs> at all, is it? Well, we'll give you the break to to to, uh, to sort of recall that one. Uh, but the, the point being, it's if you're not being rewarded and your competitor is, it feels like you're being penalized. Right. Right. Um, well, it certainly does, and I mean, you know, it, it goes into all areas of SEO. Right. It's like you do a disavow file. <laughs> it's like, well, you've probably thrown a couple babies out with that bath water. So you're probably not recovering from your penalty because you just disavowed all the stuff that was rewarding you earlier. Um, so you're not balancing back. I'm sure you've seen it. I've I've seen it. I think everybody who's done SEO has seen it. And then the client, you know, well, it said the penalty was lifted. Why aren't I bouncing back? Well, because you had 8,000 bad links that were giving you weight. Um, and now they're not. So you're not penalized. It just feels like it <laughs> because you've lost all your weight. So... Um, you know, there, there we go. Now, something uh, before we take a break that I want to talk about uh, breaks that uh, will be super useful for uh, for our user, for our listeners here, and an and important thing to do. Um, Google's now introducing the ability to set holiday hours or special hours. Um, is especially important for things like restaurants. Um, so, what you have the ability to do now, you can log into your Google My Business account. You can set hours outside of your normal operating hours on specific dates. Now, what this facilitates is when a person logs in uh, or when a person finds you in the search results and they're looking at your listing, if you've just used your standard hours and it's something like Christmas Eve, it's going to show up in, in Google as or on the in the SERP as potentially closed, right? Like that this that these are holiday hours and, and may not uh, or that it's a holiday and that it may not uh, may not apply. If you've gone in and set special hours, they know that that overrides and that you are aware that this is a, a specific holiday. Um, it'll override um, that sort of default, hey, it might be closed warning um, and that it's a holiday. And it actually shows up a different color with these are special holiday hours. So if you've extended your hours or you're open on specific holidays, this is your opportunity to make sure that Google's aware of that. Your searchers uh, or searchers are aware of that. Um, and I have a hunch this this just natch by natural extension has to be a signal as we head head into the holidays, um, because what is Google going to want to show? They're going to want to show businesses that they know are open. If I'm looking up something like Chinese restaurants, Victoria, B.C. on Christmas Eve, they want to make sure, um, you know, that they're providing me the ones that are open. So I have a feeling this is going to be a signal. If nothing else, um, it's going to improve your click through rates uh, as the holidays approach. 
Excellent. Excellent. It's good. Uh, uh, that's a, a good deed by Google for smaller businesses. Absolutely. Um, do you, you know, you know, the, uh, build your own website for free, uh, Lego brick set called Wix. <laughs> yeah. Do you hear what happened to those dumb bastards this week? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I shouldn't call Wix dumb bastards. They're actually brilliant. It's the people who use them that are poor dumb bastards. <laughs> I, I I did not I I have did not I I do not know so inform me Jim. Google threw its hands up in the air and said, "Hey, since this is pretty much one big Java, we're not ranking you." We tried, then Google tried, mm-hmm. but it can't and won't rank Wix sites. It's just giving up the ghost on it. So I'm thinking this is potentially a problem. What do you think? <laughs> well, I think it's a problem for people who use Wix, but um, I remember I remember years ago uh, when Google started checking out the length of time you'd registered a domain, and if you'd only registered it for a year, they were not going to take it as seriously. Right. Because they were trying to knock um, spammers out of the, out of the index. Uh, this feels very similar to me. If you don't have the commitment to your business to actually build your own website, even even if you're you know, using the WordPress platform. If you don't have the commitment to your own business, to own your own domain and build your own website, you know, you're, you're, you're using a, uh, a free out-of-the-box solution like Wix, then, um, you know, um, <laughs> you're, if you don't got the commitment to your business, why should Google show you, show a reference to your business to its, uh, its customers or to its, to its users? Google's right. got a commitment to them. Well, that's that's it, and I mean, you know, we I think we all, you know, you can sort of rest assured on on a lot of these things. Um, Google needs to provide the experience to the company, you know, the search results that they can trust. Um, anything you can do to show them that you're trustable is going to help, including you know where you host, um, you know what the the infrastructure, and of course, you know, you used to, you mentioned it earlier, you know, how long did you register your domain name? Not that I ever just you know built flipped and burnt to the ground domain names in my affiliate marketing case, but um, Google isn't going after them just because it's a Wix site. It's going it's going after Wix because of the way Wix builds sites. Right. Google can't read it. Yeah. And, you know, they could invest X number of hours of engineering time in solving this problem. But in doing so, they'd be, they would actually be promoted promote, blah, 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 blah. they would be promoting a degraded web. Because let's face it, the suck. <laughs> I'll, I'll give a no comment to that one, but uh, yeah, it's it's not the uh, strongest platform. <laughs> no, not even close. Okay, you know what? We're at uh, 18 after the hour. Usually around the time studio wants us to take a break. I know that we have um, David Brown and uh, 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 David McTorris waiting in the David background. Kins, yeah. Yeah. I think Brett Brett Satoris is going to be joining us somewhere after two thirty, but why don't we why don't we take a break now? We want to give uh, the Davids as much. Oh my God, we have three Davids on right now, don't we? <laughs> oh, Brett and I got to keep it straight. Anyway, uh, we want to give we want to give uh, Mr. Brown and Mr. McKinnis as much time as possible. Um, so, uh, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You listen to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the fifth of November. 2015. Stick around. We're coming back to talk social after these messages. 
tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relation chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Finding links to improve your rankings in the search engines is time-consuming and frustrating for many of us. The Hoth is the go-to company to help lighten your link-building load. Their white-label SEO was made specifically for agencies, in-house SEOs, and affiliates. The Hoth also offers high-quality custom local citation building to improve search rankings in Google's Maps and localized results, providing fulfillment for some of the largest SEO companies in the world. The Hoth offers link and citation building services you can trust. Get $20 in link building or citation building credits free by going to thehoth.com slash radio. T-H-E-H-O-T-H dot com slash radio. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 5th of November, 2015. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and we are joined. Okay, folks, sit down for this. We got, a, we got an amazing panel in today. We got David Brown, David McInnes, and Brent Satoris. Yay! Who, who all got <laughs> together and published um, four 4,500-word 4, articles <laughs> on Intellisphere today, a social media marketing guide for small, for small to medium businesses. Now, I know what you're all thinking. I've read the social media guide for small to medium businesses before, but I'm I'm looking at this report here, and I'm telling you, you haven't, because this is an incredibly comprehensive report on using social to market your business. 
And uh, there's, there's, we got, we got three guests in the chair today. So um, I'm just going to say it all at once. Hi, guys. Welcome to Webcology. Howdy ho. Um, whoever wants to take this first, and, and please just jump in, jump over each other, step on me and Dave. I don't care. Just get this information out. Um, why this article right now? Uh, I'll hop in real quick. Um, I, I started out uh, working with Intellisphere about a month and a half ago. Um, they're a, a startup out of Bellevue, Washington. They were um, funded for about three and a half million. They've built a very, very robust back end. It's like if Hootsuite and Buffer had a baby and then fed it Russian steroids for a couple of years. Okay. Um, well, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff, and I've, I've daisy-chained things together before with if this, then that, and it's great. Um, actually, I was at McGinnis's office a couple of months ago. He got shadow banned on Reddit because um, he had his uh, if this, then that set up to uh, take his tweets every 24 hours and post it to Reddit, which got him shadow banned because he doesn't post that often to Reddit because he's busy running cranberry.com now, So, uh, which was kind of funny. So... Things like that don't really work. Um, this this includes, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit. Well, Reddit and Pinterest are actually coming on board. We do SMS and all kinds of different things. And, you know, as an SEO, we looked at what are some of the biggest problems and the pain points for small to medium-sized businesses. And then, you know, uh, fortunately for me, McGinnis only lives about five miles away from me, and he's been an excellent uh, mentor over the last few years. And um, we need to find a pain point, tell a story, and then solve a problem. So that's what we're trying to do here. Um, it's a brand new company. Um, it, it's it's exciting. So th this did take a lot of people and a lot of time. And thank you to Brent and everybody that came on. Lauren Baker apologized today. He was going to have me a quote, and um, he's the only one that didn't make it in. So um, Ann Smarty and Christine Shashinger and uh, Christy, Hossner, you guys know all these people. They all came in, their quotes are done, and I had a heck of a time formatting yesterday, but um, <laughs> looks good, and hopefully people find uh, relevant use use case scenarios out of it and can, uh, you know, take a little bit of the uh, the shadow from what, what a small business owner, small business owners need to run their business, not spend uh, their entire day trying to do social media, right? Well, so. Uh I'm inclined to agree, and, and just for the listeners, um, it's blog.intellisphere.com slash social-media-marketing-guide-for-SMBS. Um, it was published on the 5th of November, like just a few minutes ago, actually. So if you're listening on podcast, 5th of November is the date you're looking for, blog.intellisphere.com. And again, it's Social Media Marketing Guide for Small Businesses. What is the biggest pain point for small businesses, what problems have to be solved for uh, for businesses who want to use social to promote themselves? Well, so so this is David McInnes, and I think you know social offers us a great opportunity to actually engage with a potential customer, and I think that's the whole idea behind social is that it, it is that engagement platform. You know, marketing has changed over the last twenty years, and and you know the whole interruption marketing thing just does not work anymore. Um, people are people are responding more to stories and and authenticity and and having that connection with a vendor or a company, 
and um, and that's the number one way to create evangelists for your product or company is to actually have that true engagement. And that's what social allows you to do. Now, I mean, we we all have limited time. Everybody, you know, everybody who's who's on the show right now. All of our clients uh, and and you know probably all of our listeners too. So there are so many different platforms that people are having to deal with. How do you figure out which one is best for your audience? So so this is Brent. Um, you know I, I have a big um, I have a big kind of issue, and I think one of the big problems that I think a lot of small businesses have in in determining this is the fact that you know. I don't believe people really look – I think SEO really kind of hurt us in a sense of where social came onto the sphere in general, right? I think when social first came out, it was, it was something cool. It was a very uh, interesting link-building tactic. It was, an in, it was uh, maybe social signals will have this huge impact, so let's start getting social signals, um, you know, uh, social links. There's going to be a valuation for social links, so let's start getting social links. But it was never really looked at as like – society and how to market to that society online, right? And, and I think that a, a lot of times the, the guides and the information that people get um, going online and looking at social media is all about tactics and not about tact, you know? And I think that, um, you know, I, I think more than anything, you really need to challenge like what you're getting out of each thing. I mean, there's a distinct difference in the way that users use different social sites, right? So Twitter, you know, I'm standing in line for coffee. I'm reading through a couple articles. You know, I'm checking some things real quick, but most people aren't clicking through. Most people are reading whatever's written on Twitter, right? You know, you got the image sites like Pinterest, which is focused on like crafts and recipes and fashion and things like that. You've got, you know, Reddit, which is one of the, you know, one of the last true aggregate gets for like research, right? So you have different purposes for, for each site. But I think the biggest thing I would always tell any small business is what are you comfortable with? Because it's one thing to go in and tell somebody you need to be on all these sites or you need to be in these different places. But people are, are habit creatures, right? And, and as much as we want to say, oh, I need to do this or I need to do that, we're going to do what's more habitual for us. So if somebody's already on Facebook, I tend to like to start by telling them to be on Facebook, unless it's totally you know, adverse to their goals. Because if they're already on the site, they already understand the functions. They understand how it works. They understand at least enough about it that they're going to stay up with it and they're actually going to do it. Um, when you try to take people away from their norms, what they're already engaged with, it, it, it makes it easier for people to quit. Similar to like gym or weight loss or anything that you try to build habits out of. So the first thing I would do is like identify what you have a, a sense for. If you don't take photos, you don't have cameras, you don't deal with photos, then photo type sites are probably not the greatest uh, place to start, right? Well, there's that. There's that, Brent. But there's also, um, I mean, I know what I'm comfortable with. I personally dislike Twitter immensely. But my clients, and more importantly, their potential clients may well be in the Twitter universe. And they, 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 they may like it themselves. So, you know, how do you gauge what would be the right venue or venues uh, for each client? Well, so here's, here's, here's a thought. You know, it depends what product or service you have, right? If you have a food truck, maybe Instagram and Facebook are, are better than, than Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. If you have an informational product or services, maybe, maybe some of the, you know, Twitter-like services or Reddit are better. So, it, you know, food trucks and or restaurants or things like that lend themselves to photography, 
right? And and um, I think do better with with sites like Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, and and I, and I would even go further to say, um, you know, uh, from another point of view, I think that. I, I totally agree with the concept that like you have to identify where you think your audience is, but there's a balance on a lot of these things. And, and the first thing you have to do is take out the issues. So for, let me give you an example. So with Reddit, if you want to go in and run a campaign on Reddit, you can have a ton of success. Um, I don't think personally it's super hard, um, in my opinion. I believe that people present it as hard because nobody wants to do the work. Um, but I think that you, you know, it's not hard per se. It's not like doing al- you know, algebra or something that actually is a challenge to kind of figure out. It's just a, are you willing to look at a couple you know, examples and, and figure out what worked and what didn't work. So, but, but the issue that a lot of people have with Reddit is, is that you do have to put in a lot of work to have success. So I'm a big believer in you want to go where your audience is, but you also want to go where the efforts that you take are going to be sufficient. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you don't understand Twitter and you don't have the time to be present on Twitter – then Twitter is not, you're not going to actually engage with people in the way that you need to. You know, what's the life cycle of a tweet? A couple, you know, like 15 seconds or something, you know? You, you just, you have to be engaged on such a consistent on Twitter to have a meaningful impact that if you're talking to somebody who's going to go in and schedule one tweet a day, they're not accomplishing the goal and they're thinking that they are. And so, you know, I think that it's got to be a balance. Um, but how do you find that out? I would research. You know, there's competitors, like if you have a food truck, exactly like you said, I would go out and look at some of the more popular food trucks. Look at them on Twitter. Are they getting retweets? Are they getting responses? Are they getting engagement? Um, You know, you can kind of glean from where other people have kind of broken ground to determine, is there an audience there that resonates to this type of content? What is the specific topic points that they resonate? And so forth. It, the, real quickly, the largest issue I have with everything Frank just said is um, I, I, I love you to death, Brent, but I really wish you'd stop telling people to, to advertise on Reddit because it is amazing. Um, we've done some <laughs> for some of our famous clients. It's, it's done extremely well. There, there's, in fact, a subreddit called Of Course That's a Thing. Um, there are, there's a subreddit where a guy posts the same picture of He-Man every day for two years. Of course, that's a subreddit. There is literally anything you can possibly think of. So as SEOs and people in the search marketing world, when you're, when you're looking for a vertical, it already exists on Reddit and it's probably been there for three or four years. So, um, and Brent's done a really good job. I've read all your stuff, Brent, about it. And, and I've been more of a lurker for the last six, seven years on Reddit, um, but it, it is huge, and, and the advertising is dirt cheap, and you can reach out directly. It's laser-targeted advertising. And well, see, let me, let, let me piss you off a little bit more, okay? <laughs> Here's the thing that people don't get, which always kind of like – okay, so – and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys something that I don't always talk about. Here, here you go. Um, I didn't get it, okay? I, I, I focused on Reddit. I've been on Reddit for 10 years, okay? Um, so I've been on Reddit for a minute, um, and, and so I've, and I've been an alpha tester. I was one of the very first users to get to make subreddits, you know? So I, I have a lot of experience kind of in the growth of it, but I always looked at it from a submit content, get it to the front page, win the game, 
type of angle, right? Um, and, and when people would ask me about like Reddit ads, they'd be like, oh, you know, it's really tough, you know, but, you know, I would kind of go through the same, same spiel, right? People would talk about the difficulties of Reddit, I'd go through the, the same thing. I had to do a presentation where I needed to look at big brands in Reddit. And I was adverse going into it because I'm like, man, this is going to be a real pain in the ass. And I opened up a door. And I started learning a little bit more about that side of the house. And the numbers just astounded me. In March this year, they had 150 million unique visitors, right? And, and, and as of this month, they're at 203 million unique visitors a month. That's 50 plus million growth. That's 25% growth in eight months. It's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, and not only is it like a really impressive growth, but it's a growth that they have done absolutely no newsletters. There is no email to tell you so-and-so commented on your post, nothing to say, hey, you haven't been here in a while, come back. They haven't updated the design in years and years and years. <laughs> um, there's absolutely nothing that has been done to make oh, they, that site they succeed. They did introduce the, the Upvote podcast with the That's recent, though. But, we'll, but, but right. yeah, but that's only recent. Um, and, and so that's the thing is that a year ago they raised 50. So before I go into like the growth of this stuff, here's the other side of it, right? So you're talking about 200 plus million uniques with over 8 billion page views a month. That's 62% English speaking, 62% in the U.S. I'm sorry, in the U.S., 80% English speaking, 90% have made purchases in the last six months, 70,000 median income, 35 median age, 80% college educated. It's a ridiculous demographic. If I, could, if I could just add to what you're, what you're saying, Brent, um, I, I love Reddit. I love marketing through Reddit. I love using Reddit. Um, Reddit, I get. And it's, it's the sincerity of posts in Reddit. If you're not real, useful, um, and handing out like genuine information, you're going to get downvoted. You're, you, you won't be seen. Mm-hmm. But that's the poison of social media. That's the thing right now is that people look at social media not as an audience to market to, but as a visibility channel to get more eyeballs on their marketing campaigns. And it's a huge flaw in the way we approach. We like to emphasize that with Reddit because failure to do that has you know, it, it destroys your campaign. You have zero success, right? Sure. It, yeah. it, it, but it's the same concept as Facebook. People don't go to Facebook and say, I'm making a campaign for Facebook. They go and they say, I've got this campaign. I'm going to throw it on Facebook to get some eyeballs. But there's different demographics. There's different ways of approaching people. And there's different return on, you know, ROI from each of these social channels. And the, what's the most amazing thing is we sit in conference after conference. We read article after article that emphasizes Look at this campaign that did amazing. And in every single example that we showcase and put on a pedestal, it shows that they focused on the audience. They didn't use it as a visibility metric. They created a campaign specifically for the audience. They didn't try to make a quick campaign in like two days and then forget about it. They followed through. They integrated it. They spent months. They spent money on materials. And yet, we look at those examples, and I had a, a guy raise his hand in my session when I was talking about this pub kind of say, yeah, but that all seems really hard. How can I get all that without doing that? And, and that's, <laughs> that's, that, that's the problem that we have is that nobody awesome. wants to approach it with a quality campaign mindset. You know who gets that? All the people who didn't mess with SEO. All these right. brands that are coming online today. They get the concept. They get the idea of creating a real campaign that has meaning, that has influence, that, that really connects with people. And they're the ones that we're putting on a pedestal. But yet, as SEOs, we never want to do that. 
Well, I I think that there was a generation of SEOs that uh, sort of grew up in the throw links at it. You don't actually go to work phase of SEO. But I don't know. I think a lot of the old schoolers understand that we're, we are craft, we are a part of a much larger campaign or crafting campaigns ourselves. Um, but, you're, but in talking about crafting campaigns and, you know, trying to, if you add value, you get value returned to you, um, not all platforms are equal and quote unquote, creating value in different platforms requires, um, I don't know, perhaps a, a different mindset. What, what do you guys think about that? With our clients, you know, they're like Brent mentioned earlier, you know, what are you currently using? What have you been using? Well, if there's any historical data, that's great because we can look at that and say, hey, this has been done properly in the past. Um, Email marketing, which I never hear anything about anymore. uh, We're getting 15 percent conversion rates on that. So you should always be asking for an email. You know what I mean? Um, Don't be pushy or offensive about it. And that, that whole we hate spam as much as you do. If you provide something nice in a newsletter once a month and you can ask for some emails, when you run a promotion, it makes it much easier to reach out to those folks that already love your brand. Uh, more of a permission marketing standpoint, right? Um, but for for our clients, again, if you're, you know, like we, we work with one of the largest server rack companies, it's they're pieces of metal that hold servers. They're, there's nothing sexy or easy or fun to say <laughs> about them, right? They're, they're rectangular pieces of metal right um although we are going to do a show us your rat contest which is kind of fun we got that passed through legal anywho um but and and we haven't ever done an instagram before but we're going to have people that have built home server racks um start putting that on instagram and we're going to open up that channel and we're going to test it so my mantra is uh abt always be testing right Um, Mm -hmm. If you don't test it, you don't have anything to go off of. So you're blindly stabbing in the dark. You've got to at least go out and try it. Um, One one of the things, and and I should mention this too, because uh, McGinnis is on the line. Um, I've done a lot of Outrain and Tabula uh, Evergreen pieces for other clients. Um, I won't mention in this, but uh, what David's done with Cranberry and the gists right now are far and above Outbrain and Tabula. And I believe David's quote in there was, uh, you know, don't put up one of those cheesy, and I hate getting those. You guys probably see them. If you go through Reddit, I I guarantee when you're going through the top 100 posts, you click through and then other stories you may like, and you won't believe these 17 celebrities have launched Mm -hmm. their face with yada, yada. And you click and you realize as an SEO, as soon as you get to that page, they're going to show one page, it loads 50 freaking ads and then you have to click and wait yeah. and i'm on a super fast system right and if i have to wait eight seconds to see the next image for the 17 people back button bounce rate yada yada um don't don't buzzfeed your images like uh mcginnis said but um and, and his gist actually um you guys are familiar with brandy and darren um dave are you able to talk about that the the well, you're working with yeah. with them yeah, I Explain think. I, I mean, look, I'm really David. I'm I'm excited about my product. And I appreciate the opportunity, but I think we're here to talk about social, right? Yeah, and you know, you know what? Well, this, Guys, this is gonna... special for me, though, because it is social shares. Whenever anybody comes, I, I think, in, I think, I, can... I think the principles behind, I think the principles principles behind what we're doing at Cranberry, and actually to extent what we did at PR Web was to help small businesses tell their stories, and. um 
And you do that through engagement, like I said, right? And so, you know, we didn't want to build another social site, right? So we we looked for a different way around that through through content marketing. We have a nice platform to do that, but, but I guess focusing on the actual engagement part of that message is is what I think is important for this show right now. Well, and indeed, I do want to come back and talk about engagement, but uh, to, to to steal a line from from you, David McInnes. It's our turn to help a couple small businesses tell their stories. we got to take a break here on Webcology. I hope we can get you guys to stick around through a couple of commercials. And we hope the audience is going to stick around through a couple of commercials. Because friends, on behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the 5th of November, 2015. Stick around. we got more social talk coming up after these messages. tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Is buying something that is made in the USA important to you? How do you know that it really is made in the USA? Certified Inc. is the only supply chain audit company on the planet which qualifies country of origin labeling. If it's important to you as a consumer to know where the products you buy and use in your own home come from, then it's also important for your customers. Visit us at madeinusa.net and find out more. Go to madeinusa.net because it's that important. Internet Marketing Inc. designs fully integrated digital programs that improve brand experiences and grow businesses through valuable data insights and strategy across all types of media. Paid, owned, and earned. Their digital experts nimbly adapt strategy by providing you a comprehensive view of your brand's online audience and program performance. If you are looking for a data-driven approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing Inc. today at 866-563-0620 or visit internetmarketinginc.com. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 5th of November 2015. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And we have on the line three of the, I don't know what to call you guys, but three, I don't want to use gurus, I don't want to use geniuses, why don't I just call you super guides? Three super guides <laughs> to social media, David McInnes, David Brown, and uh, Brent Satoris. And guys, before we jump back in, on, on, on a personal note, I just, got a, I just got a message through Facebook from my nephew, Tyler Hedger in Calgary. Who just start? Who's, who's listening to the show live right now? Just started a new clothing line. He's looking for marketing tips. I'm going to stick them on you guys uh, after the show's over. Okay. <laughs> easy, easy, easy. Reddit, Reddit, Reddit. Do you know I'm actually writing an article? Um, I'm actually no. I'm serious. And the reason I say that, I mean, Reddit's great. Obviously, um, you know, there's some other places too. But here's the thing: I'm actually writing an article that's probably going to make people freaking crazy right now because it's about how to do content marketing and comments. 
And so everybody's going to be <laughs> pissed at Helen. Um, so, you know, but it, it's meant to be done in a positive way, but there's so much bad that can be done with it. But whatever. Um, you know, I'm not, I can't worry about what people are going to do bad. Um, so the thing is, is that one of the things in there is, is that I was mentioning Reddit and I was like, man, there's so many opportunities in some of these subreddits that you can get into. Um, and I really focused on the clothing side as an area because Reddit has like thrifty, it has um, frugal interior design, it has find fashion uh, it has um, frugal fashion all of these subreddits are basically collaboratives where people come in and they say hey I, I, I want to find a shirt that looks like this and I'm looking for um, what would go well with a yellow shirt uh, I want to know what would go good with blue shoes and all they're looking for is people to drop links to products that they can go, go and buy so as a product company there is tons of subreddits um, that you can go and join that are literally asking for you to give your product to them to buy. I'm going to jump in with a question, and uh, I got to direct this at, uh, at David, because I was, I was reading through, and I want to make sure I get this in before, sorry, David McInnes, right? There's three of us on right now. Uh, <laughs> Too many Daves. You, you had talked about, you can't say Dave's not here. Um, you would mentioned um, in, in your quote in the piece uh, to don't buzzfeed your images, um, you know, and I get it. Um, you know, the, the, you know, being clever is, is great, reduce or increase bounce rates and, and those sorts of things being the negative impact. And, and we all know exactly what you're talking about with that. We've all had ourselves buzzfeeded um, on, on image click throughs. But if you're just a, a small business owner, uh, and you're trying to, you know, we know that, you know, this, this business owner is, is aware that, you know, you can increase your click rates and things like that with, with good images, but they don't do images. How do they even know what to ask for? How do they know how to weed the good from the bad, the buzzfeed from the real? Well, so some businesses just don't lend themselves to images, right? Like my business doesn't lend itself to, to a lot of imagery, right? But, but if I'm, if I'm in the outdoor space, outdoor recreation space, boy, I could take a lot of pictures, right? We have a, we have a gentleman up here, and he's a home inspector. And every time he does a home inspection, or every time one of his employees does a home inspection, they get up on the roof and they take a picture of Whatcom County from the rooftops, right? And it's just he's going to end up putting together a book of Whatcom County from the rooftops. And so there's a lot of things you can do if your business lends itself to photography. But don't force it, like I. I, I could walk around here and, and take pictures of my employees, but that's just not really compelling, <laughs> right? And so, so, so my business doesn't lend itself to photography, like a restaurant would or an outdoor, an outdoor recreation business or something else. Right. So, um, I take pictures so when we go. That out would be that. And then, uh, yeah. Well, so, so we what we've done, what we've done <laughs> with it, what, what we do with Instagram is, and, and I am going to talk about cranberry for a little bit right now is or any content marketing platform can be used to amplify social right so we 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 were able to help one gentleman go from 75,000 twitter follow i mean instagram followers to about 170,000 instagram followers in about a two-week period just by amplifying the content that that he was posting on his instagram account now he was posting some pretty compelling content so that helped right but um, but think of think of using content marketing services as kind of that amplification tool. I, I think what I'd like to ask a question about Reddit, right? Because I'm intrigued by this whole Reddit thing. How do you use Reddit to do local marketing, or how do you use any of these social channels just for just to 
opportunity because just to focus in on the local market. Well, some say I have, some, say some I have the, a food truck. Some of the bigger ones have done good with that, like Twitter and Facebook allows you, you know, some really focused demographics. So even if you had like on Facebook and you had like a massive like chain of food trucks and you wanted to talk about one in a specific area, or if you really wanted to focus on the area you're going to be in that day, you can you can you can really focus your updates, even your regular updates, not just the paid ones, by location, right? And there's a lot of tools that allow you to do that for Twitter. Um, they're 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 because the API has the location of where they're updating, there's a lot of really cool tools out there that allow you to like amplify and kind of figure out you know, how to be specific on your updates or how to track where people are and get some intel that can help your, your local business. Um, from a Reddit standpoint, um, it's much harder just because um, you can get lucky. Um, most colleges, most uh, areas have a Reddit subreddit. But, you know, you will find some that have three or four people. Outside of finding a subreddit that really is location-based, um, you, you, that's about the best that you can do from a Reddit standpoint. So, real, real quickly, Brent, because I, I live literally five miles down the road from David, and I've eaten at his food trucks uh, several times. They're great. Uh, the, we are in a college town. Western Washington University is about five miles away as well. And the subreddit Bellingham has about 200,000 people in the population. We have about 17,000 people on our subreddit. And in fact, Joe Belorier, who you know, David uh, McGinnis, uh, who's doing discoverferndale.com, is starting the the Ferndale subreddit. So once you've been on long enough, you can start a subreddit and he can, you know, you could, you guys could come in, post your menu. um, And if there's changes, if there's specials, things of that nature, you guys are well liked in the area. Uh, I don't believe you guys would be downvoted. But again, Reddit is one of those weird advertising because it is free. So if you start going in there and, and, and posting your specials every day, people are going to get ticked off. You're going to get downvoted. Um, Reddit's a weird beast. You really have to spend the time to get in there, um, which I think Brent's done a really good job of explaining in a lot of his articles. Um, you have to be a part of that subreddit to be accepted. Uh, but a, a lot like of any- times, a lot of times, acceptance can come through asking as well. Like, for instance, we're, we're about to put uh, a new burger on the menu, and we want Reddit to name it for us. So, since you guys are local and you're redditors, we want to ask you for your suggestions for the burger. Here's the ingredients. You know, here's what we you know created the burger for, or the fries, or whatever you're going to do. Have them name it, and then put it on the menu with the little Reddit icon next to it and and make it a thing right reddit's always constantly doing meetups so the next time they're doing a meetup you know organize it and provide the food or be there to provide the food i mean there's a lot that you can do just by simply using reddit as a community thinking of it like a community and going in and talking to it like a community spot on yeah, and, and we do have meetups uh, once a quarter here, Reddit meetups, and um, they're usually at Taco Lobo, so you know, David, because um, the owner is a Redditor, and he has been for six years, so uh, he offers his restaurant up. Everybody shows up, about 60 or 70 of us, and yeah, it's it's. But I think, I think I think your point was valid, right? You never want to abuse the community you're trying to engage, right? Gentlemen, 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 I, I, I don't want to interrupt you because I love it when these kind of conversations break out. It makes, makes it much easier on the hosts. But um, <laughs> So can I get from each of you in 20 seconds or less, just one piece of advice for small or medium-sized businesses wanting 
entering the social media social media sphere. Be consistent. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Follow, pick a channel. Pick a channel and be consistent. And and uh, uh, that's all I can say. I don't. Okay, Brent. I would say focus on quality more than quantity. Absolutely. Okay, uh, David. I would say uh, to add to what McGinnis said. Yes, be consistent, but always be testing. Try something new. Uh, Christine Shishinger put up a really great deal. 50 bucks on a Facebook page, you can test it. Give it a shot, what do you have to lose? It's like going to the casino. It could double your money or not. If it doesn't, learn and, you know, live and learn. Try something new, so. That was 40 seconds. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, just a quick, failure is an option. You, you experiment, you learn, from, you learn from what works and from what doesn't work, right? Okay, yeah. gentlemen, and that's it. That's the we can hear the uh, the hook music coming up. So, David Brown, David McInnes, and Brent Satoris, gentlemen, thank you so much, uh, friends. You're looking for blog.intellisphere.com, social media marketing guide for uh, SMBs. It was published on the fifth of November, twenty eleven. Oh, sorry, twenty fifteen. Um, next week. On Webcology, we have the CEO of the Shorties, the uh, the the awards for best campaigns in Twitter. Greg Gallant is going to be on the show. We're out of time. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stick around. More great content after the news. Thanks for having us. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.